Welcome to the On Call Room, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bree. And I'm Abby. And it's, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful day to podcast. I was thinking in my head, which is why there was a delay, that I should have introduced myself as Bree and just seen what happened. I think I would have... Um, would you have said Abby? Stroked out. <laughs> Perfect. Does not Does compute. Does not compute. Uh, we are a Grey's Anatomy podcast. We are deep diving every single episode of Grey's Anatomy. We're currently in season seven, episode 15 and 16. This is a spoiler podcast, as in we don't assume that you've not seen the whole thing. That was an interesting way to say that. I knew it wasn't a correct (laughs) sentence, but I just went with it. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about everything. I don't know. We talk everything and anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. So here's the cool thing. If you want to support the podcast, if you've been listening for a long time and you're like, you know what? Today's the day. I like these girls. They're funny. Yeah. They're cute. They're super cute. I see them all the time. (laughs) Please, I hope no one is seeing us right now. It'd be so creepy. Um, You can do so by going to patreon.com slash the on call room. We have three different levels, intern, resident, or attending. And it's $2, $5, and $10. And each one of those comes with their own set of rewards. Bree, what's your favorite reward? I would say probably, it, it changes, but maybe bonus episodes? Yeah. We just had a bonus episode of our predictions of season... 16. 16. Um, we were super accurate. Yeah, we were, well, except for the four episodes thing. If you don't right. know what we're talking about, right. you should go to Patreon and become... A $5. Yeah. Um, also, I really love the Zoom Hangouts. We did that recently, too, after the premiere. Yeah, it was great. We got to talk to everyone about their initial reactions. We're probably going to do that a few more times. Like, it's a great topic to have and to time it out that way. Yeah. Um, and I also really— What's your favorite? I was going to say, I think the Facebook group is fun. That's yeah. just a $2 one. And with the $2 one, you not only get access to the Facebook group, you also get our show notes— and oh, which can be funny. Yeah, there's often strange quotes yes. and just like weird sentences in it. Um, also, I love the co-hosting option, which we'll be getting to soon towards the tail end of season seven. Yes. Um, but we like to have our actual guests on for the whole episode. We talk to you about like what you actually think about it. So if you're sick of being a podcast ghost, Go to patreon.com slash the on call room, pledge $10 a month, and we cannot wait to have you be a part of that crew. Another way that you can follow us, see what's going on, is um, Instagram at the on call room pod. Yep. Um, look for updates there about when episodes drop and when we're thinking about you. selling merch. <laughs> doing things. I don't know. Whatever the fuck we're feeling. It's where our news goes. Yes. So head over there. Uh, We also have a website, www.theoncallroompod.com. You can reach us there. Yeah. If you have thoughts about the podcast and you want us to know and you don't want to leave a review about it because they're not super nice, you can reach us there. Yeah. It's perfect. (laughs) Uh, speaking of reviews, the number one way that you can help us is by leaving a review on iTunes. Um, we, are we still at a 4.7? No, we're back to a five. Okay, good. We're back to a five and all the five scalpel reviews super help us. Um, I'm going to read us one that's new. It's by JS1413 and the subject is, did we just become best friends? I think we did. I think we did. It says, I'm obsessed with Grays. I grew up in Lowell, Michigan. Now I live on a tiny island off the main coast. As cool. in the state, Maine. 
so the GR references are life and I am a sales rep. So I'm in my car eight to 10 hours a day. So this podcast and I are totally meant for each other. If you don't like chit chat, it may not be your thing, but it's my favorite part. So I dig it big time. Keep it up, ladies. Thank you, JS1413. That's really nice. I'm glad our Michigan banter. Yeah. I'm hoping that you feel about that the same way I feel when Dax Shepard talks about Michigan. Yes. Don't you think they probably do? Probably. Except we don't live in a mansion. Kind of. I mean, it's a large <laughs> home. You just it's only a heritage live in hill home. Half of it. Yeah, just the <laughs> upper unit of it. No one needs to know. No. Um, and lastly, the another way you can support us is by shopping at my favorite clothing store, A Day. You can do so by going to www.thisisaday.com. Bree, you recently got a shirt. I did. Tell us about it. It's from the Plant Life Collection. I love it. I got it in charcoal. So it's this really nice, deep gray. I would say almost black, yeah. but leans more towards gray. Yes. And what? Uh, I was going to read about it. Okay. But it has these, me about how it has like these it. great slits in the side. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit longer in the back, a little shorter in the front, and a nice scoop neck. And it's super, super soft. It feels like you're wearing pajamas yes. to work, which is my goal. <laughs> so I times. had on my breaks on leggings with my tie. What's the t- the name of the top? Uh, it's called the Essentialist T-shirt. It is fantastic. It comes in multiple colors. Fucking buy it. You yeah. will not be disappointed. It says, an oversized tee with high side splits and a high low hem that'll become a star in your minimalist wardrobe. Made from our new super soft plant-based beechwood trees modal from our friends at Lensing. This gem is a part of our plant life collection, a minimalist essentialist made with beechwood fibers. Shop the whole collection of tanks. They have tanks, tees, and turtlenecks in the same material. It's so soft. Mustard, white, charcoal, and midnight. So I got a turtleneck because I love turtlenecks in the winter. I think I'm going to start wearing them with crew neck sweatshirts. So that I oh, like, I love that. Like yeah. what I looked like when I was five. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll wear my Snoop Dogg sweatshirt over. <laughs> That's a great idea. But yeah, so anyways, you can get 20% off your purchase by using the code the on call room at checkout. So go do it. That. It's the best. Um, should we take a quick break and we'll be back for some more? Sounds good. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the On Call Room, Grey's Anatomy <laughs> podcast. Bri, I have, I was texting you about this. This was uh, a while back. Uh, but I had like a fail of something I've stood for all my life. And it made me think of you because we used to, so we watch award shows together mm. with cheese boards. Always. And Except. E- <laughs> and yeah, the Emmys were a few weeks ago and I didn't even know. Yeah, why didn't you know? I don't know. I got in bed, went on Instagram like like one does before I go to bed, you know, just so I can have nightmares and compare myself. Absolutely. And, and that blue light can just fuck <laughs> up your me. circadian rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> my what? My rhythm. <laughs> don't fuck with my rhythm. Don't fuck with my rhythm. <laughs> uh, and I realized they were like, it was like people posting their favorite outfits. Mandy Moore's outfit was <gasps> bomb. The after outfit? Yeah, too? she looked so good. <sighs> Mandy Moore is my celebrity crush. Okay. Yeah. More than Dax Shepard? No. Okay. But a, a <laughs> female I, crush. Yeah. Yeah. She looked so hot. She like, she's aging in a different way than most humans. Like she's, she's aging backwards. Yeah, like she's, but she doesn't look like a baby. You know, no. like she's getting older, but she looks so good. Mm hmm. And elegant yeah. and lovely. And her she hair was kind. very old Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, she seems super kind. Her house looks beautiful. Oh, yeah. I follow her designer. Who, who lives in Grand Rapids. Yeah, yeah, who designed 
her oh, office and that, her like, home. That, like, terrazzo and, flooring that yeah, she has. It's so unfair. It really is. Also, what— why isn't she designing my home? Also, why am I not a designer and like designing Mandy Moore's home for her? Yeah, isn't that amazing? Can you, and like just be pals? Oh, they're just my client. Yeah. I anyway. Mean, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I feel like you didn't really miss that much, honestly, with the award show. I didn't feel like it was that great. They didn't have a host. I liked the part when they brought the Game of Thrones characters on stage and when they each read the line and when it got to um, Gwendolyn, who, like, plays Brienne of Tarth, yeah. they, the whole crowd, like, erupted for her. Yeah. And her face was, like, a pure shock. Like, yeah. And that was—I saw it on YouTube, but, like, that, that was, was a very, moment I liked. That was very sweet. She. I also liked all the Jesus memes from her outfit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because what was she wearing? She was, like, Jesus. Yeah. yeah she was just, just walking on water. Yeah. In her robe. She, yeah, she's beautiful. I just, that was like the last time they'd be on stage. So yeah. it was a little emosh for me. And then I also, though, love all the speeches. I didn't get to watch all of them, but I saw the good ones, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought, I mean, I thought it was fine. Sandra Oh didn't win again, which is very know. sad. But her co-star what did. she did. win, though? A Golden Globe. She right? won a Golden Globe. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, her co-star won, which yes. is great. And she seemed very shocked. She did not, I don't yeah. think, expect. She didn't invite her parents, parents which yeah. I think is funny. yeah. Um, I liked all the memes about Jason Bateman, like not even thinking he was nominated yeah. <laughs> and then won. Yeah, those are funny. Um, but yeah, I feel like out of all the award shows, the Emmys is probably the lowest, which on my list of ones weird. I like to watch, which is weird because I love TV. So yeah. I don't know why, but it just is. Because the Golden Globes is movies and television. Right. right? See, I think, I don't know. I remember we watched the Emmys together last year because we did. she was robbed. Yeah. I didn't know she was nominated again. Yeah. Okay. I, didn't, I don't think I knew she was either. Okay. I didn't really know who was nominated for anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> that didn't Did you sense. walk away from it being like, I should watch this? Like something? Was there a show that you feel left out of? Um. Well, Fleabag won like fucking everything. And John and I tried to watch Fleabag and I just could not get into it because she breaks the third wall all the time. Right. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mood but then I was like, fuck, I should probably give it another shot because like all of my friends yeah. were like so happy that she won. Like she took everything. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that was one that I was like, okay, maybe I should watch this or try and watch this again. But other than that, I don't honestly feel like anything else won. <laughs> like, yeah. I still have not seen Marvelous Miss Maisel. I started it. Yeah, I've seen the first season. But then I like, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Run. And it makes me sad because there's a lot of people I love who love it. I Yeah, I didn't love it either. I just felt like the same thing happened in every episode where she was all upset and then she got on stage and she did comedy, you know? Yeah, and it was like, yeah. I don't know. It was yeah. the same exact thing every episode. We should review things. Yeah. Uh, should we? Probably not. I don't think we're... Um, <laughs> Um, speaking of reviews, not really about reviews, can I just say that today I was driving home from work and I was listening to a band okay. that I used to listen to like in my early 20s, like 19 to 24, maybe. How do you feel? So nostalgic and oh, sad. Like yeah. I got like teary eyed because I was like happy about listening to them, but also I was like, it made me think about that time in my life. And like, it's weird because I, at, at that time in like my early twenties, I was like, I'll never 
like grow out of this, you know? And you feel like you're gonna be a certain way forever. And I was just like, you know, I'm always gonna be this like free bird who like wants to party and doesn't care and works in a bar. And now I'm like, I don't wanna go out. Like, I don't (laughs) wanna see people. Right. You know, like I actually am getting older and- I saw this meme the other day that was, I think I sent it to you, that was like me going to my own party. It was like, I don't want to stay late. (laughs) That's like how I feel. And I don't know, it just brought up a lot of emotions and I got like teary-eyed listening to it. You're talking to the right person. Yeah, I know. Nostalgia is what I'm going to name my firstborn child. (laughs) Um, Because- I feel bad for that That feeling is so familiar. Like in music, I feel like some of you are like, no offense to certain people, if like Jake, and this isn't a bad thing, but he doesn't like he listens to the radio. Whatever's on is on. Yeah, like I, music to me associates with certain moments, like is so painfully. Yeah, and um, yeah, I feel the same way. Like there, I was. What did I text you today? I cannot stop listening to Matchbox Twenty. Right, which was. <laughs> hilarious but like that third eye blind there's like that makes me think of a certain time of my life like there's just different bands that have like actual emotional responses yeah um there was like a certain time in my life where I was like going to a ton of live shows yeah and I was like I don't know like at Michigan State I was like but then I would like moved home and everything like the future felt so big. I was just like, I have so much time. Yes. Like I don't, you know, I wasn't like, I was in college, so I wasn't working a full-time job. And it was just like, I'm just like gonna spend my money on like going to shows and like experiences. And like, I went to Lollapalooza and all these different things. And now you're trying to save. And now I'm trying to save for a mortgage. (laughs) And I'm like, fuck man. Like, I just want to buy that ticket to Celine Dion. (laughs) Like, I just want to do it. But it's like adulting, shows up and I don't know this it just like made me feel so much today and I'm also like nearing the end of my period so maybe I like have a little bit of emotion yeah energetically left in me that still needs to come out my vagina (laughs) you know it's so weird it's I think it was Dax Shepard in that podcast that said the thing like when you're or was it in a book I don't know where it was I think it was him though like it was Harry Potter (laughs) It's the Bible, actually. <laughs> uh, where, like, when you're, a, yeah, I think it was Chelsea Handler. When you're a kid, <laughs> when you're a kid. I think it was Jesus. <laughs> Chelsea Handler, same thing. When you're a kid, your summer is, like, a like 10% or 15% of your life. I think Dax said this. Okay, maybe they both fucking said it. But anyways, and then, yeah, as you get older, each summer or each whatever becomes, like, it's a smaller percentage. So, mm-hmm. like, time just goes by so fucking fast. Right. And I hate that because, like, it feels fast now and we're 30. I know. We don't even have kids. Like, What's imagine it? that, I think, will be crazy as you watch your child grow. grow up. Yeah. Yeah, and be like, oh, shit. You're, like— Right. You're growing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a good thing. I wonder if I'll be like mad at Mike. be like, not fair. I want to be your age. <laughs> well, that's what I think happens a lot of the time with parents yeah, or like, true. you know, pushing your dreams onto your children because you didn't fulfill those things. It happens yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. My mom used Or being to, jealous of your like daughter for a certain thing. My mom used to literally say to me, I'm living through like vicariously yeah. through you. She never like forced anything, but was like, tell me everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, my mom too. Like my mom was like, I could never sing and I always always wanted to and I couldn't dance and like yeah. and I like did theater and stuff and so she like loved that I did that yeah. stuff. It's so weird. And so like I just posted out that on my Instagram I took photos for a couple whose wedding I did 5 years ago which means I did their engagement photos 6 years ago 
They flew me to Colorado. It was like the first time I felt like I was like actually a photographer. Mm-hmm. Took their photos with their dog. Then their wedding was in Northern Michigan. It was beautiful. I like really loved them. When Jake and I got engaged in Colorado, we were actually staying at their house. So I like, Aww. they were there the night we got engaged. Um, and then I just took their photos and I haven't seen them in years. And they have two children now. One who is three and one who's one. And Aww. like, I was just like, I was like, I feel the same. Like, I feel like there's no way that in that time you have grown. This much. Two people into your family. Right. And, and the like, dog was still there, but the dog is 10. Like, Aww. it was just, like, it's super bizarre. And, like, I, look, I, like, compared all the photos the other day. And I was like, first of all, A, I got way better. B, like, this is wild. You know? Yeah. But I think it's, I think kids help you understand time better. And yeah. And you don't have any. So it feels like. Yeah. Like we're floating around. Right. Still. And like, because yeah. I'm like, I'm not in the career I want to be in. Right. And I have like so much more I want to do. And I don't own a home, you know, like I have all these milestones that I like still want to achieve. But I also like, I feel like when I listen to that music, I feel like that 22 year old self, but I'm like 28 now. Yeah. And I'm like leaning towards the 30s, you know? And like, I think my 30s are going to be great. My birthday's coming up. I think maybe I'm feeling this way too because yeah, my birthday's coming up and it's going to be my last year in my 20s. And so I think that's a difficult yeah. year. Yeah. I think that's probably the hardest one in the 20s is like, oh shit, the next yeah, one I is Yeah, I think 30. hitting 30 is exciting. 29 is it's like- It's like, fuck, this is the last. Right. This is it. And I kept thinking I was 27 and I'm not, I'm 28. And so like I missed a year. I don't know. <laughs> Forgot the whole year. <laughs> yeah. And then like John and I, our anniversary is coming up. It will be two years, which is fucking That's crazy. crazy. It's just weird. Like time is really weird. And in those two years, I'm like, have I done anything? Just be glad that you're not. All I've done is gained weight. <laughs> That's all I've done. Just be glad that you're not um, Matthew McConaughey and you haven't also entered a wormhole that has propelled you 23 years in the future without knowing. Interstellar? Anything. Yeah. Just it's all about love in the end, though. <laughs> it really is. It's the forest, man. Um. Wait, there's something else. Oh, also my like my nostalgic band Guster, who's like still making music, which is cool, put out this thing that their one album, which is my favorite, came out 20 years ago, which I was not listening to them when I was 10. Yeah. But I love that album. And they wrote like a little thing about how that album was like leaving things behind. And it was like a really hard album. And like a lot of the lyrics are sad. It's like my album I go to to listen to when I kind of just want to like feel shit. Yeah. Um, and they talked about how ever since then their music started changing and sometimes fans have gotten mad that they don't sound like that anymore. And they're like, but we aren't those people anymore. Like, yeah. we, it was this really beautiful, like, it made me appreciate it and then also, like, love that they're still, like, changing and, like, it doesn't mean you can't, like, be, you can't forget that part. It's just, you can move on from it. Yeah. I, I think well. that, no, I think that's a big thing, like, recognizing, I don't know, that, like, I, like, it honestly makes me want to cry. I like, know. I'm not that person anymore, which is, in a lot of ways, is good. I've, like, reread some of my, like, tweets on Twitter when I used to, like, be you on tweeted? Twitter. for Yeah. I had to delete some. I was like, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> I was wasted all of the time. <laughs> like, just saying the stupidest shit. Or I, like, I was really, um, like, not, like, um, what's the word? Not self-sabotaging, but, um, Self-deprecating? Yeah, I was super self-deprecating. I thought it was very funny. It was. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I wasn't very, I wasn't like serious about it, but like it, it reads, very different but now. it reads different now when I read it on like social media. Like eight yeah. years ago, I said this like thing about 
myself and like being a piece of shit. And I'm like, oh, that reads very differently than like the tone that I was using back then, joking around having a good time. And it's just, it's, it's weird how we like grow and change and, but then can be brought right back to a moment by like a song. Yeah. That's driving. I was like, I am, I am 22 years old. Oh, right driving now. too. Like, yeah. because driving is a constant. Yeah. It doesn't ever change. Your vehicle changes, but like right. the act of it, I can listen to Dashboard Confessional driving over the bridge in Grand Haven and feel like I'm going back to my parents' house. Yeah, like 17. Yeah, like it's an instant, something about driving, which is why I like driving and I like music. Like it's, yeah. it's my time. Yeah. For me, it's also the only time that I can't multitask. Right. And so I'm forced to like be still and not feel guilty about being still. Do you ever drive in silence? Um, sometimes. I can't see you ever doing that. It's, you Rarely. Should try, you should try it sometime. It's pretty good. I, I don't like when I'm, if I've been from something that is very overstimulating, I'll drive in silence. Usually like family events. Yeah. I'll drive in silence. Right. But I understand like a long drive is like, you can't, you got to yeah. stay awake but and no, stuff. It's, it's, but like sometimes, think. yeah, you have to sit there and think about it. And shit. I should like also throw my phone in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> Out the window. <laughs> Just, yeah, just roll over it. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever though, like, I don't like text and drive often, but I do sometimes glance. Yeah. I'm just being real with y'all. I'm going to try. I'm trying to stop because I have a smart <laughs> freaking car now that like yells at me and reads my text messages to me. Yeah. But uh, to like, to realize like, mm, okay, I'm bored. Like, and you're driving, but you're. Yeah. Or you want to like glance at Instagram while you're driving. Yeah. And you're like, why? What the fuck am I? Why did I click that? <laughs> right. And then you like throw it on the seat. No, I get it. Yeah, you throw it, but then you pick it up like 20 seconds later. It's, it's weird. It's addictive. It is addictive. Anyway. <laughs> I got mad at John the other night. Not mad, but I was just like, and I, I meant it legitimately. I was like, are you addicted to your phone? And he was like, all right, all right. I was like, no, I'm serious. I was like, we're watching an episode of a show neither of us have ever seen before. And you've been on your phone the whole time on Reddit. Yeah. Like, and he would glance up and watch the show and go back to Reddit. And he does that every time we watch television. And I don't know if maybe that's just like an ADD thing or something. Like, No, I think to, we're all addicted to our phones. Yeah, but like, he will literally mindlessly scroll through it or Reddit. He doesn't do like Instagram or yeah. Facebook. His is Reddit. But I'm like, but we're watching new content. Like, you're literally, you can't even watch a television show that you've never seen before that you're interested in, that you asked to put on, like, right. you want to be watching, but you have to have your phone in your hand. And after I said that, he put his phone down and he didn't pick it up again. But I was like, I didn't mean it in a mean way, but I was like, we, we have a problem. Like, oh, yeah, our brains are not, st- like, it needs, like, double stimulation. Yeah. Jake does it too all the time. He's just scrolling through. He'll, he does the interesting, <laughs> he'll click on a Facebook video, like, if someone posts one. Oh, I do this. And then just go through the, the line. Of, yeah, I do that. Like I do that on a Saturday morning and then all of a sudden it's been an hour and I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah, I'm always like, what are you watching? And he's like, and he minimizes his ad. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that it's very. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Shout out to, um. there's a really cool little like zine that's been printed into a book. I'm halfway through it. I'm not finishing it because it makes me angry because it's I know it's things I need to do. But it's by Marley Grace. She used to live here in Grand Rapids and owned that little half company store mm-hmm. um, on Division. But it's called How to Not Always Be Working. But it's about, oh yeah yeah. But it's like about social media addiction or just phone addiction. Yeah, and like she tells you like step one is like buy an alarm clock. Like, well, yeah. like, keep your phone in another room at yeah. night. Which is like I'm like, but what if my alarm doesn't go off? Right, right. But anyways, I don't know. I know. It's just, 
It's weird shit. Anyways. Life, time, changing, Should moving we forward. go into the lives of our favorite <laughs> characters? Yeah, I don't know how we got here, but let's talk about their lives because talking about my life is stressing me out. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's pause and come back. Okay, we are on season seven, episode 15 and episode 16, Golden Hour and Not Responsible. I will start with the first monologue. Yep. Golden Hour. How much can you actually accomplish in an hour? Run an errand, maybe. Sit in traffic. Get an oil change. When you think about it, an hour isn't very long. 60 minutes. 300 and, no, (laughs) 3,600 seconds. That's it. In medicine, though, an hour is often everything. We call it the golden hour, that magical window of time that can determine whether a patient lives or dies. An hour. One hour can change everything forever. An hour can save your life. An hour can change your mind. Sometimes an hour is just a gift we give ourselves. For some, an hour can mean almost nothing. For others, an hour makes all the difference in the world. But in the end, it's still just an hour, one of many, many more to come. 60 minutes. 3,600 seconds. That's it. And it starts all over again. And who knows what the next hour might hold. Meredith Gray. And the next one for is not responsible. Everyone figures doctors are the most responsible people they know. They hold lives in their hands. They're not flakes. They don't lose track of important details or make stunningly bad judgment calls. Because that would be bad, right? We are responsible with our patients. The problem is we blow it We blow it all out at work. In our own lives, we can't think things through. We don't make the sound choice. We did that all day at the hospital. When it comes to ourselves, we've got nothing left. And is it worth it being responsible? Because if it takes your vitamins, because if you, if, wow. Because if take your vitamins and pay your taxes, never cut the line, the universe still gives you people to love and then lets them slip through your fingers like water. And then what have you got? Vitamins and nothing. Meredith Gray. I feel like vitamins was in a monologue before. Yeah, it sounded familiar to me. Yeah. Shotgun workup. Go for it. Uh, We have Mitch Turner. He has a headache and a stroke. And then we have Oliver Richter. He has an aortic dissection. Nathan Engelander has a femur fracture. Adele Weber has a broken wrist. She also, in the next episode, has facial laceration. Um, Stuart Tyler has a stab wound. Henry Burton has diabetes. Meredith Gray has blurred vision. Allison Baker, Alzheimer's disease. Ricky, cystic Mm -hmm. fibrosis. Julia, cystic fibrosis. And Kyle Baker, cystic... Hygroma? Hygroma? Yeah. Okay. Great job. Thank you. Um, okay, and for our subjects that we're going to talk about for rounds, I, I think we should, I saw that you wrote this, like talk about the Golden Hour episode as a whole because mm-hmm. I just loved it. Uh, Meredith and her fertility drugs, not wanting Christina to be Callie's baby's grandmother or godmother. <laughs> grandmother. <laughs> grandmother. Godmother. And losing her eyesight. Um, Karev and Lucy's back and forth and where that goes from here. Lexi and Jackson getting it on. Arizona, Mark, and Callie dealing with making choices as a threesome for the baby. And then Arizona saying that that's not her dream choice. Uh, Teddy going on dates. Henry is there to see it. Adele is fi- is falling often. And failing. And failing. <laughs> perhaps dementia and how Chief deals with that. And then lastly, Christina and Owen and their baby discussion. It begins. Yes. Uh, first notes. I said, I have always loved this episode. It is very much a standalone episode to me. 
Like, yeah, I just don't feel like I don't feel like it pushes along much plot, no. really. But right. it's a very exciting standalone episode. I just wrote Golden Hour is in the photography world, too. Oh, there you go. It's the hour before the sun goes down. Yeah. And it's always stressful. Um, Let's talk. Should we maybe just go through that episode? Yes. And then we can jump back in on the other topics when we need to? Yes. Okay. So, and maybe we'll just talk about it in general versus like... Anyways, I loved it. I loved that it was an hour long. Yes. In time. I feel like usually Grey's episodes, well, in the fucking premiere of season 16, was like, it was a month long. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really loved it. I love too because it shows you, for it only being an hour, it shows you how quick things can happen. Yes. In the medical world. Like if you have shit going down, like that aortic dissection, mm. he dies within an hour. Yeah. And was fine and talking. Yeah. It was so crazy to me. Let's just talk about him for a second. Yeah. Um, I want to say that that character has, I wrote, has truly made me fear having an aortic dissection. Like, I have thought on multiple occasions, like, oh, it's it. This is, it's happening. <laughs> like, I've been driving and been like, my aorta is dissecting right now see, because I, of this episode. See, I didn't remember this episode. Oh. So I really enjoyed watching it. But I knew he was going to die because the first thing he says is, I'll be out of here soon. Right. And you're like, no. You're not going to be out of there anytime soon. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting how, because everything was only happening in an hour, how long it felt for them to break open his chest and even yes. get to his heart. I thought the same thing I wrote about that also. Like that scene when they're in the elevator and Teddy's like, okay, when we when these doors open, we're going to do this. We're not going to have time to scrub in. We're going to whatever. And there's like a ticking music yes. in the background. It's like super intense. And I love that it also like wasn't like a song song. It was just like this music. It was like very... I think it was Phoenix. Oh, okay. It just felt so real. Yes. And like how they like had to prioritize, like Mare was tying her scrub cap. Like they're not going to scrub in. Like just, I didn't realize. Like pouring the betadine, like just pour it all over. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize A, how many people are in an OR. I like wrote. B, how long it takes to crack a chest. Yeah. Like I, at first I was like, what the fuck she's sawing? And I was like, oh, they're ribs. Yeah. To get to a heart, you have to like. Yeah. Tear shit up. And, and you have to like cut, like burn open the skin and pull it yeah. back. And yeah, like, it was way more than I thought. And I think it's because I don't know that they always show every step of that for as long as it takes. Yes, I don't think they do. And I also wonder if there's a doctor out there listening, how realistic was that timing? Like, can they open a chest that fast? If so, that's yeah. like baller. But it yeah. wasn't fast enough. And then like Teddy being in her high heels. And like, oh, yeah. I mean, she was just completely, she wasn't in scrubs. She was in her right, like, right. her date clothes. And they were like putting the like scrubby things on her heels. You see the nurses. Yep. They're just dressing them, putting their headlamps on yep. while they're, yeah. And when they uh, also, when he was bleeding out of his nose and ears. Yeah. That we've never like seen that. No. In that way. And I was just, it was like, his heart must be fucked up. Also like, it, I thought it was really impactful and powerful to watch them both be so calm, but be so serious and know like, this is, what was that? I don't know. Either a car hit a, I don't know. I think it just <laughs> put- putted around. <laughs> um, like, to me, like, when they were like in the elevator and they were like, we can't scrub and stuff, like, there wasn't, it was like very serious, but it didn't look like panicky. Right. And I thought that was really crazy for Meredith too, because like 
How many times has Meredith had to do like an emergency aortic dissection? Probably never. Right. And like, she seems super chill about it. And then I wrote in the notes um, that she asked Teddy, like, how many of these have you caught before? And she said, maybe 40 or 50. And then she said, how many have you saved? And she said, only three, three. which is crazy. Yeah. And I, I loved the moment too, like, Mare kind of kicked ass in this episode, but like when it came time to call time of death, like she wasn't ready to give up yet. Yeah. But but Teddy, who's done this before, no, like has like she already probably knew going into it that there was probably little to no chance that right. they would save this guy. Which I love that. She, and Teddy also didn't know him. Yeah, she wasn't working with him all day. Didn't know he had to pick his kid up for a baseball game. Right, and like I love that though. Like Teddy didn't, like, get mad at Mare. She, like, um, you know what I mean? Like, she was like, no, you need to call it. And, like, it was, like, a really beautiful teaching moment. I don't know. It was just, like, it was really sad to see Meredith realizing that, like, it was done. It was done. Cause like, I think cause she was she, hopeful going into it. Yeah, and she was like, tell me what else to do. Like, what's ne- what else can I do? And right. she was like, there's nothing. And if you listen, like, the heart is still in, like, V-fib or whatever, I think. And then she was like, you have to call it. And Meredith waits, and then it like flatlines mm-hmm. and then she calls and it was only 652 yeah. or it was uh, 1852, which is 652. But well, and she sort of also they called that when I was watching the episode and it was like four minutes before 652. And I was like, am I going to die in four <laughs> minutes? I literally <laughs> felt that way. You have four minutes left. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was devastating at the end. So, so Mayor, I'm just, we'll bring time with the Christina thing now. So Mayor is upset goes down to the baby room. Yeah. And it's just like looking at babies. And Christina goes down there. And um, can we just talk about that little baby godmother thing? Because I feel like it like... Yeah. So, I, I mean, just to bring it back, Meredith um, or Christina brings up to Meredith that Callie asked her to be the godmother. It was so funny how it got brought up. She was like, Callie did a thing. Yeah. And then people <laughs> kept interrupting her and like till she finally got it out. Yeah. And Meredith very quickly is just like, no, like, well, you're going to tell her no. You said no to that, right? And Christina's kind of like, no, but why? And then they kind of leave it. Right. I said at the end when Meredith, so then it it comes out that Meredith tells Christina that by agreeing to be Callie's baby's godmother, it feels like Christina thinks Meredith is never going to have a baby of her own. And that gave me so many GGBs because even though it's super irrational, um, and sometimes shit feels that way. And Christina just understood and was like, well, I'm going to have to go have a weird conversation with Callie. But like, I just thought that was such good friendship that even though Meredith was having a super irrational response to something, Christina was like, yep, okay, then I won't do that. Right, right. Like their friendship is at that high of a level. A, that like Meredith can be honest about her irrational feelings. Yes. It's like that thing, I think you told me where you're like, the narrative I'm telling myself right yeah. now is, yes. and like, even though it's not real to you, it is. Right. And like Meredith was honest about it instead of just being like, because she so easily could have been passive and just been like, fine, do it, whatever. Yes. But instead she told her, and yeah, that line was just really sad. Um, and she just had a pain. She was very vulnerable. Like her patient yeah. just died. Also, I love- And she's she, like, been running around. She's running the ER. Right. I also love that Christina, though, went down to her and was like, I heard your patient died. Like she like- They're just matter of fact with each other, but they like they're for the right reasons. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was a really sweet moment. And 
I just thought like it, it may, I honestly like teared up a little bit because I was just like, that's such good friendship. Like being like, yeah, you're being super irrational right now, but like, I'm going to just do what you asked me to do because that's what you need in this moment. Right. Even though it's an awkward conversation, which was a funny way that she put it. She's like, well, I have to go do this. What do you have to do? <laughs> like, um, mm-hmm. then immediately following that, why I wanted to just like bring up. So like that happened. She's in that mindset. She goes upstairs and that nurse who's, I can never think Tyler. Tyler, thank you, is like helping her with things. And then the phone rings in the bag yeah. of that patient's uh, like belongings. And she like picks it up and it's Max. That like I know. Me. And she's like, and she's already crying. Yeah. And she's like, hi, Max, is your mom there? I'm your yeah. daddy's doctor, is your mom there? And that like, she goes into the other room and you know has that conversation. And that's like, oh. Over the phone, too. I mean, yeah. I know it's probably easier to do it over the phone, but um, I thought it was interesting, too. Like, she walks in, and Tyler's like, you have so-and-so with the abdominal, whatever. And, and she was like, can we just get Oliver Richter's chart? Like, yeah, let's- she needs, like, a fucking second to, like, deal with what just happened before she goes and sees another patient. And, um, and then what's crazy, she ends up telling the mom or whatever. You don't really see that. But then the next thing you see, she's like, it's a new hour and she's dealing with new patients. A new patient. You just have to get right back into yeah, it. Yeah, like that person's life is done. Yeah. Like chapter close and on to the next. It's just wild. Yeah. Um, the OR is like crazy. To, or not the OR. The, the ER. ER. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. Um, also, so back to the beginning of this episode. Um, I wrote, is this whole episode happening in the ER? The answer is yes. <laughs> um, I love the way she dispatches all of the doctors that come in when they're interrupting Christina. She's like, oh, and this is ready here. Like, yeah. she's like owning her shit. She's running this ER very well. Right. Um, and even like, um, and there's so much shit, like in the beginning building up. And then like the big thing is this dude walks in with a knife in his head, right, you know, right. which is like a whole I other. actually thought it was really funny. I thought it was too. I just love the guy when he's like, wow, it's bright in here. <laughs> that was like my favorite line. Because when you're drunk, shit is bright. Like- yeah. Yeah. Um, I love when they're like pulling out all those beers. And they're like, "How do? where are these all coming, coming from? from? Yeah. Um, they're totally drunk assholes. But I thought it was very funny. Um, and then his friend just pulls out the knife. Yeah. Which, like, knocks on the window and is like, look. Look. Like, they're just idiots, but so funny. I love the, like, little speech that Jackson tells them, too. Like, you need to have a lot of fluids. Not Not beer. beer. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. They made me laugh. It was a good comedic, like, thing. Relief, yeah, with all the other shit that was going on. Um, Mare is super perky because of fertility drugs. In the beginning of the episode, she's like... Super cheeky and happy. I love when she was like, am I supposed to like big boobs? And Christina was like, no, they hurt your back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, well, okay. Let's just quickly talk about Mr. Turner having a stroke. Oh. Lexi discharged this guy who was having a headache, a migraine, she thought, mm-hmm. with the literally a girlfriend from hell. She's the worst. The breakup scene, which we'll get to, is my favorite. Yeah. And then Meredith, catch, Meredith's just so good. She That's looks at I the mean. discharge papers. Yeah. She sees that the signature is different than the intake. She runs out into the parking lot. It's the fucking, fucking golden hour. And they can put the stroke medicine in before. Yeah. Right. Super scary. Like, yeah. The way he 
is answering questions and yeah, then they have to lower him to the ground. Yeah. Um, I like that she like teaches Lexi, but also isn't like shitty to her. Yeah. She doesn't like shame or anything, but she's like, are you distracted? Yeah. And she's like, you know, the signs of a stroke, like, right. Which is also, I feel like also kind of lifting her up. Like you're a good doctor. What's going on? Right. Right. Yeah. She, again, she's a fucking champion in this episode. Yeah. Um, I'm, the breakup scene I just need to talk about is my favorite because he goes, <laughs> he goes, we're done. Get out of here. <laughs> Which is like now how I would like to break up with anyone. <laughs> and then like, go on now, get. Like yeah. it sounds like a dog. But he like calls her back to take the key, the key. and he's, he's like, like now, now go. <laughs> it was just he's like, like so pleased. Yeah, it was just like perfect. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy for that man that he mm-hmm. got her out of his life. Which is so funny because he's like, I just had a stroke. <laughs> That she's all worried about their Aspen trip. Which is so stupid. I've never even been to Aspen. Um, and Lexi seems very pleased that he breaks up with her. She's like smirking at the side. Well, yeah, like it helped. So like that guy took his life into his own hands. And I feel like that sort of makes her do the Jackson thing, which we'll talk Ooh, about. Ooh, like, yeah, that's she, a good. She looks at that guy with admiration. Like, oh, he's like just moving on. Yeah. And so I feel. From his yeah. stroke and his girlfriend. And his girlfriend. Yeah. Um. Um, Timing-wise, what else is in? Well, so we- or, uh, Mrs. Weber, Adele, yes. is there, um, which is not good. Should we just talk about her? It, as, well, a whole, yeah, as a whole, I feel like. Yeah. Um, so she first goes in and she's saying that she was moving Christmas ornaments. Yeah, she was trying to get holiday decorations down and fell off the stepladder. And it's not even the right time of year. No. And Callie freaks out yeah, at Meredith. That was uncalled for. Yeah, like... When you said you need an ortho consult, you could have said it was a chief's wife. I was like, whoa, Callie. Like, you should have just showed up for your fucking consult. Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever. Um, and... Chief is mad. Yeah. And so, because she's, like, kind of not making sense, Meredith runs a head CT. And she gets really mad at her because he was like, she was cleared by ortho. Why are you doing these extra tests? Right. And Meredith was like, she's confused. And Chief is like, you have Alzheimer's on the brain. You buy a car, you start seeing it everywhere. And she, like, cries. Yeah. She, like, gets, like, really upset by it because I think it, like— Oh, and that's also, like, the patient is— There's a lot happening. Well, and he says, like, like Adele is not your mother. Like She's my, my wife. wife. Yeah. Which is, like, uncalled for. I mean, clearly Chief is acting out of fear. Yes. And, like, yeah, like, it's an—actually, un- I'm actually happy they wrote it this way because I think— that if you have a spouse and someone tells you you think that they have this, your first reaction would be like, fuck you. Yeah. So I feel like I'm glad it happened that way because it seems more realistic than him just being like, oh, you're, you're right. right. Like, no one reacts that way. Well, and it's also— shitty. It's Meredith, though. Yeah, and also, too, I probably—I would imagine that he is feeling bad that he is not aware or seeing these things, too. Like, that's going to end up making him feel bad. Like, fuck, I didn't notice. Like, I'm not around enough to notice. Right. And I, it's weird how I can, like, hate Adele, but then in these episodes feel for her. Like, it's, like, really sad to see someone sort of, like, an adult act like a child. Yeah, yeah. And so the first episode, you can kind of sense, like, okay, something's kind of off with Adele, but... Maybe Meredith is, like, blowing, yeah, overreacting, but, like, maybe not. Because we've seen these before. We know she's not. But, like, I feel like they kind of paint it that way. And then when she shows up a second time 
in the next oh, episode yeah. in the ER. And she looks like terrible. She has like blood all over. And she's more upset. Yeah. And she fell at the grocery store and is getting very confused about how she how? fell. I did love the line though. Like, I like that they're not making her totally like out there because when she's trying to say what happened, but she can't remember. And she says to Richard, the chronology, or sorry, the chronology escapes me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that, like, even though she doesn't remember, they still gave her her, like, sass. Like, she yeah. had lost that. Mm-hmm. I thought that line was just, And like, she was, she's like, it's those damn shoes. <laughs> They're supposed to, like, tone your derriere, but. <laughs> it's unsensible for someone of my I can't age. feel my feet, pretty much. <laughs> the way, yeah. So then, so then, um. Keith is starting to wonder, and he reaches out to Bailey. Yeah, which is interesting, which Bailey ends up bringing up to him, him later. Yeah, but— I, I did love when Bailey was in there with her, and and she's like, what are you doing? And Bailey's like, I'm writing about your ears. And she's like, there's nothing wrong with my ears. She's like, I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's just being ridiculous. Yeah, and then Bailey makes her blow <laughs> and does, like, a talk screen and stuff. Because she was right, though. Like, the way she was describing things is, like, what a drunk person was. Oh, yeah. Um— and then Bailey pretty much ends up telling Chief that, like, why would you have, like, a first-year attending yeah. do a workup on your wife when you have, like, the best neurosurgeon in the country? Right. It's because of fear. Because it's you don't want to go— yeah, yeah, you don't want to go to Derek. So, but Chief ends up going to Derek. Yeah. And I thought it was—I thought it was a really sweet moment because— Chief asked Derek to take a look at Adele and Derek didn't make a big deal about it. He was just like, of course, course. and walked away. I thought that was so, like, I don't know. I just felt like it was like a calming way to handle it. Not like, what's going on with Adele or like making a big deal. He was just like, absolutely, I'll do that for you. And it's the Derek we love. Yes, I totally agree. I thought it was super sweet and really nice and like— it's quiet like, and sensitive. Yeah, like if I had something I was concerned about, I'd want my friend to be like, yeah, and no questions asked. Yes. Mm-hmm. No follow, like that's for a later time right now. Be glad that this person came to you for help. Yes. Do you think Meredith had given him a heads up or no? I don't know. Yeah. I am, you know, maybe, but even if she hadn't, I think that's how Derek would respond. Yeah, it was, it made me love Derek a little bit. Yeah, it, same. Um, and he looked really cute on the on the roof. Oh yeah, that oh my god, I wrote Derek looks really hot on the <laughs> roof. <laughs> what was it? I think it was his like sweater with his pants. Just love when they look like they're about I, to be in nature. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but he had this belt look, and I was like, man, he looks really good. So the season finale is when she gives her not the placebo, right? Yes. So she's not dead this season. No, next no, season? next season. Okay. Yeah, which is crazy because that means that Bailey gets married next season. Oh, to what's his face? To Ben. How do you know that? Because <laughs> at Bailey's wedding, <laughs> Bailey's dancing with Ben and it's my funny Valentine. <laughs> and Chief sees him dan- himself dancing with Adele and Adele had died. Oh, God. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. We're almost to the end of Adele. Yeah. Unless that's season nine, but I feel like we can't have a full season of Adele being sick. No, that's so long. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So, anyway, um, speaking of Bailey. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, talk. my God. I'm taking a nap. I'm going to use this room to <laughs> take a nap. 
That's what you do in the outfall. Oh my god. She's having sex. She's having sex. Multiple times. Toe curling benefits is what she's having. When Derek walks in on her, that is my favorite scene, I think. What what he goes, uh, he goes, never ask me what I have seen or not seen in here before. (laughs) And just Bailey going, (laughs) (laughs) Also, like, I think it's purposeful that it's Derek walking in because like they, they're him and Bailey have shared some moments together. Mm-hmm. Like Bailey knocked on the door when they were having mm-hmm. sex in the car or making out in the car. Like, yeah, it's just the fact that it's finally role reversed is so satisfying as a viewer because it was season one. Yeah, she caught them. Totally agree. And like, um, you know, Meredith is still not uh, Bailey is still her superior, so it wouldn't be right. It, it's It'd like Derek's weirder. like kind of her equal, and so it's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Never ask me what I've seen or not <laughs> yes. seen in here. Um, so yeah, that was. I just wanted to bring that up. That well, she was having sex in the on call room. Can we really quick talk about that whole scene though? So Derek and Mare are like rushing around. Oh they yeah, have a date and it's so okay cute about it. For, like, did you think they were gonna have sex? Well, you remember? Well, I remembered, but I, I was didn't, and I was like, holy shit, they're gonna have doggy style sex in the elevator. Well, yeah, I said they really played that out like they were going to fuck and it was just a shot of fertility drugs in the butt. But like, really, it looked like when he was like, oh, there it is. You're like, what is happening? And he's just... I was really like, wow, Grace. This is like, we. I mean, like we see them making out well, I guess the sex scene in the prom was like sex. Yeah. Like, this was it. Bright lights, no music. Yeah. Like, porno style. Yeah, and I think they did it to be... It was so funny. It it was really funny, but I was... It was a lot. They really played it out. Well, yeah, because my notes, because I didn't know. I did not remember. Oh, yeah. What were your notes? I go, Derek wants to have sex in an elevator. And then I wrote in quotes, I'll be quick, or I'll be quick. I'll be in and out, which I was, like, laughing at. And I go, OMG, this sex scene is hilarious. Oh my God, I really thought it was sex. Just a butt shot. Like, <laughs> just like, a butt I shot. I remember like kind of gripping my couch like, oh, or, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, she's just. We're doing it. We're doing it. Well, because when he's like, "Are your future child will thank us or whatever. Right. You like, think, yeah, it was perfect writing. I also was thinking like how, because she says ow, Mare says ow, which yeah. she's like never said in sex before. But I was also thinking like, how come she's needing, not needing to bend over? At all? How did he just get it in? Like, is her <laughs> vagina so high up in the back? Like, honestly, show me someone that can fit like that, that and you're it does, lying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're lying. It's not real. That was really funny to me, though. Yeah, I, I thought it was a funny little, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so also in that first episode, I feel like there's a couple other things going on. Henry shows up when Teddy is about to go on a date. Yes. With William. And he, Henry pretty much has a first date with William (laughs) while Teddy is like, and he says some really funny things and he's like, we can do better. Yeah. He says that the guy (laughs) uh, wears driving gloves. Yeah. He... (laughs) Used to live with his mom, but now lives above her. Like No, he never, he didn't live with her, but he did live above her. He yes, just moved out. That's yep. it, yep. And that he says shan't. Like, we shan't. <laughs> and that, yeah. And, he, and goes, he doesn't, didn't say it as a joke. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. I think we can do better. Yeah. Like, what did you, clearly Teddy, like, didn't care because she still went on the date. Right. But do you think she was second guessing it now? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. He says um, shan't. But I think the date, I thought the date was really, really sweet. Like when he was waiting for her, 
Like he was like, oh. you're saving lives. Like I'll just sit here. Right. Like, like he's I, a nice man. Yeah, he seemed very sweet, and he was like, didn't make her feel bad, and was like, yeah, go do whatever you got to do. Also, love that Henry never told him that they're married. Like, I know he respects her enough to like get that like she's trying to have a romantic life. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the way they write Henry. Like, I just think he's, like, funny and mm-hmm. quippy and, like, we can do better is such a good line. To yeah. imagine, like, being in a, a relationship, uh, being married but not in a relationship and know that you're a part of whatever happens. <laughs> yeah. <next. laughs> yeah. I thought it was brilliant. But it yeah. was just a little side thing. Also, during that episode, um, Karev and Lucy. Yeah. Which I really am liking Lucy right now. I don't really care. I uh, think she's like fun banter with Krev. Like she she calls him a moron and an idiot. And like, yeah. you know, she likes, isn't just like uh, in love with him. Sure. Um, she's helping him finish his paperwork, which also Karev had a ton of paperwork. paperwork. Like it was kind of out of control. Yeah. Um, but then he, she asks him pretty much to ask her out to go to the game with him. And he's like, I was going to take Avery, but fuck it. Like, do you want to go? And she's like, no, no, I'm like, I'm on call tonight. <laughs> and Karev's face is so funny. And then Meredith in the back of the elevator. Like it? Yeah, yeah, being like, oh, I can't believe that just happened. My only, brilliant. My only brilliant. note was Lucy likes basketball, Karev likes basketball. <laughs> um yeah, I like that she's, like, making him work for it a little bit because no other woman, I feel like, has really done that with Karev. Yeah. Um, and then she sees him working on Nathan, the little Which boy. was so sweet that Karev gave up his tickets to do that search. Oh, surgery. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, because, like, he was like, that little boy is still in here. And oh. then later on, they were like, where Meredith is like, where's Nathan? They're like, a doctor just came and took him up to oh, surgery. It's Karev. He gave up his tickets to Jackson. Oh, who, yeah, you're right. And and then Lucy yeah. sees that Alex gave up the game. Yeah. Which so is like he, a great, like, Isn't that so on. sweet? Yeah, that is really good. He is a good boy. Like, Again, can't teach him not to be an asshole, but you don't have to teach him to be kind. Yes, exactly. Um, That's literally every note that I had for that episode. Um... The one other thing I had was like, I think it was Bailey or someone. I don't know. Someone said you took a gift from a patient. Oh, yeah. And I was like, are you not allowed to do this? Oh, yeah. I was like, is that unethical? Like, are you not allowed to take gifts from patients? I don't know. They just like made it seem like you took a gift from a patient. Like, that's not good. I I wonder, though, too. Well, then Christina was like, what did you tell her? You cured her cancer? Like, because they were like a really good gift. Yeah. I don't know if it's unethical or if like. Yeah. We were surprised that a patient gave him a gift you okay. know, for like something so small. Yeah. But I wonder. My only other note for that episode was just that it was so much drama and this is what I miss in classic Grace. Yeah, like it I was just, a good fucking episode. Yeah. It's one, honestly, it's one of my, I would say one of my top 10 episodes. Yeah, I had GGBs. Yeah. There was good patient storylines. Yeah, I just like, I love anytime that one like comes on when I'm doing a rewatch, I'm like, ooh. The golden hour one. I love this episode. Well, and I like the smaller time frame. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. like the ones that stretch over years. Like that yeah. one when Derek died and then it was eight years later. It felt yeah. Like <laughs> Meredith's kids were not college. Yeah. <laughs> she had Alzheimer's. <laughs> the show was done. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay, episode 16. Should we just go through it again since we've kind of been on? And if we get on a topic, we just run? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, my first note was, Mare wants a tub deep enough that covers her knees and boobs. I get it. Yeah, I said I totally feel this way. <laughs> Want a tub deep enough to cover my knees and boobs at the same time. Speaking of the house and the decisions too, I love that Krev said like, what did he say? He's like building you your Barbie dream house or something or just dream house. And then when Chris, the conversation Christina and Mare have... When they're talking about, oh, you want two sinks because men leave toothpaste. In oh my God, I love and that. And like, I leave toothpaste. And she's like, you're not supposed to wash it? Yeah. Um, where is that line? Um, I leave toothpaste in the sink. You're supposed to rinse it every time. And Christina says, no one parented you. This, this is to be expected. <laughs> yeah, that was like perfect. The way yeah. she said it so calmly too, just like, this yeah. is to be expected. <laughs> like, Meredith, you are a disgusting human being. <laughs> And it's to be expected. Do you wash the toothpaste out of your sink? Every time. Yeah, I do too. Jake doesn't. John does too. Jake does have a clean toothpaste though. Do you ever see people? Oh my God, I hate that. <laughs> Mine's a little dirty right now, but it's never like yeah. where it's like. Yeah, like there, <laughs> there are some you cannot screw the yeah. top back up. And it's just, just terrible. And I'm like, how did they get like that? Yeah, I don't know. Mine, I have a prescription toothpaste from the dentist because I have sensitive teeth. <laughs> Because I'm 30. And, <laughs> and, um, oops, sorry. It, uh, like, because it's like a weird shape. It's not a tube. So sometimes it gets. I think John has the same one. Probably. We go to the same dentist. <laughs> I go to the same dentist now, too. Yeah, you're going to get it's like 15 bucks. I don't have sensitive teeth. Well, you might. You I will probably, teeth. now that I start going to the fucking dentist, I'll have sensitive yeah. teeth. So, anyways. That's my sister's thing. She said, my teeth never hurt until I go to the dentist. And it's fucking true. Oh, that's terrifying. Think about it. Your teeth are fine. You go to the dentist, you could leave bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Mine have been great since I went to switch this dentist. And I thought I needed four crowns. Yeah. Aren't you happy I suggested it? You've changed my life. You're welcome. <laughs> and your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So. The dentist. They should okay. have a dentist on this show. Let's talk about. Real- yeah, they should. They're not at hospitals. Sometimes. Um, I want to talk about the cystic fibrosis couple. <sighs> Because two it's things. so sad. One. Is that I, a I, fault in our stars? No, it's six feet apart. It's a movie that's, that's what it is. I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but it came out like yeah. last year. So that was one of my notes. Okay. Second note was that I didn't know, like when I first probably saw this episode, I'd never heard of CF. But since then, two years ago, I did work for a nonprofit mm-hmm. called Rock CF, which is cystic fibrosis, pa- cystic fibrosis patients who like, they, they like run marathons. It's like, I don't know. It's like a nonprofit that helps lead events that I don't know what it funds. I should know this. I worked with them for like a whole summer. But anyways, <laughs> I met a bunch of people with CF. Yeah. And it's really interesting that they, yeah, like cannot be within six feet of each other. So like the founder of the nonprofit is this incredible woman named Emily and she has CF. And I met like all these people that like work for the nonprofit, but like when they're at events together, like they don't they don't, they don't hug. Be, yeah. They don't like, I mean, they'll be in the same room, but they don't like physically touch or interact. And I like saw like every day, like Emily has to connect herself to this machine that basically like shakes her torso to like loosen the shit on your lungs God. to help you cough it up. Like, and, and they're amazing because like working out actually like really helps your CF, but it's harder because breathing is hard. So like, right. it's this weird balance, but like One of the women I worked with was a boxer. One is like a teenage girl who like has run marathons and does biking. Like it was really, really eye-opening. And 
So I learned so much about it and how hard it is to live with it. So seeing this episode was even more. Because yeah. I feel like it felt like a fantasy thing, like that you can't be within each other, but that's it's really true. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. right. Um, John didn't know that either. And I did. I, maybe I only knew that because of this episode, mm-hmm. but I felt like, oh, yeah, John, you can't. Like, I yeah. felt like I was very knowledgeable. Yeah. So sad to me. Um, can I just say that when, like, I'm going to kind of like yeah. speed ahead to the end of the storyline, pretty much where Teddy's like, you have to fucking leave. And the relationship where you don't get the lungs. Right. And so they decide to do that. And then Lexi goes outside to talk to Julia, who's still at the hospital. And um, she, hold on, where I got to find my note about it. Um Oh, she says, it always feels like there's only one person in this world to love. And then you find someone else and you feel crazy for everything, ever thinking it in the first place or something like that. Mm-hmm. I got such big tears in my eyes because it was so, it's so. Can you say it again? She, she says to Julia, like, you're going to leave. Like, you have to leave. She said, it always feels like there's only one person in this world to love. And then you find someone else and you feel crazy for ever thinking that in the first place. Mm. And like, and this is the episode where Lexi starts seeing Jackson and, you know, and is trying to distance herself from the Mark thing and him having a baby. And I think like Lexi's kind of telling herself that and she's telling Julia that. And I, I mean, I believe that that's yeah. true also. Like, I don't think that, and wasn't this episode yeah, where they Jackson, were talking about soulmates? Yeah, Lex, it says Lexi believes in soul. I wrote, Lexi believes in soulmates. Jackson does not. He says he's in line for Lexi. Because I think Jackson has that line about like. Oh, he said, nobody has just one soulmate. That would be such a dumb system. Yes. And I want to know what we think about this. Um, Yeah, I don't think that there's only one person. I totally agree. Because I also believe that some of my best friends are my soulmates. Yeah, like, and I really believe, like, you find someone and you make it work and you love them and you do it and you're happy. But I to think that that's the only person in the world you could ever, I don't know. I be just, with? I guess I don't know that I'm, I don't know if that makes me, like, not a romantic make you cynical? No. No, it makes me hopeful. I would like to think that, like, you just choose a path. You know what I mean? Like, there yeah. are many paths you can take, but life is picking one, and then you, you're you on it. Yeah. No, yeah. I totally agree. I think, well, I think some of the people I've been in relationships with have been some of my soulmates. And then yeah. you outgrow a soulmate, and you right. move. Like, they right. help you to grow, and your right. soul to expand, and then you end that relationship. And so— no, I, I don't that. know. I just didn't know if you agree. I, I thought you agreed with that, but I just thought it was so, it always feels like, and that feeling of being in a relationship, like, of course, that would be how you would feel, that it only feels like there's only one person in this world right, to love. Right, when you're in it. Like yeah. That. Yeah. I thought it was really heartbreaking when he wakes up from the surgery and she's not there, obviously. Yeah. Like, the way he cries was really, like, rough to I know. See. I um, know. It's so sad. Like, why is it? It's not fair. Also, because they're like, they fucking get each other because they both have the same. Yeah. yeah. That's like the whole, that's why I want to watch that movie, Six Feet Apart. Yeah. She also says to her, there is nothing romantic about a joint suicide. Yeah. Which is true. Like, for all parties involved. For your parents, for you, for Right, for those lungs. I love that they they kept bringing up the fact that, like, someone was buried. Yeah. And, like, to not forget that. Yeah. Like, I liked Teddy's seriousness about the lungs. 
And right. even though I don't know if it's like morally, if she's even allowed to not give them to someone. Or ethically, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, that's what I meant. But like it felt right. Well, yeah, because she's like- Respecting she, the life they came from. Yeah, and she was like, they're going to throw these away and they're going to be yeah. ruined in a couple months if they stay together. Right. And I love that they kept calling the lungs beautiful. Yeah. Using that as they like their beautiful lungs. Because yeah. I mean, they were. You saw his lungs. Right. That they were taking out of him and the ones that they were putting in. And right. like, res- yeah, exactly. Like respect the life that they came from. And by choosing to stay with each other, you're not respecting that life. Right. So, um, very sad. Oh, and when they kiss goodbye. Yeah, that's it was a good. It was, it was really sad. It was a really sad storyline. Um, so I think like that storyline in turn with the guy in the first one that leaves his girlfriend like led Lexi and Jackson to like make their move. Yeah, and him which saying was, he was in line for Lexi. Yeah, I which, love that he said that. Like, I yeah. love that he was just like, "I'm in line," and that shower scene was so good. It was. So sexy and also fun and giggly and right, like, like it wasn't too heavy. No, it was just like when Kepner comes in there and she's just like, get leave, you know. I love that he's down on the ground and she's holding uh, yeah. his mouth shut too. Yeah, it's like, was it, he down on the ground to start with? Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but it was super sweet. I loved, and I love that they were having sex in the shower because I feel like they were obviously trying to keep it um, to to not let anyone know, and right. so they were like in the bathroom together and right. But Kepner just bursts in, which it's a shared space. Which I feel like we should talk about Kepner too at some point. Yeah, um, we'll get to that. Um, I wrote <coughs> okay. So the next thing at my notes were about was the the family who has the mother has Alzheimer's. The little boy is like parenting and like yeah. can answer all the questions. Like that was just really that was also a really sad storyline. Rough for me to see. Um, yes, to see like a little kid having to do that, and then that scene when they're like fighting. Because they're going to leave. And he just starts, like, singing. Mm-hmm. I love- singing Johnny Cash. Oh, is that what he was singing? I yeah. didn't know the song. I walk the line. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I just, like, again, like, when does Dr. Stark leave? Okay. Dr. Stark is the worst, and I fucking hate <laughs> him. That is my note about him. Yeah, he wants to call CPS. It's so obvious that there are, like, so many other, like, tools um, um, services that you could reach out to. Like maybe this family is struggling, but there would be other services Not that you could CBS. see. Yes, yeah. Like they obviously care and love for their son, but they're going through hell. Right. Three doctors are standing there telling you that, like who are working specifically with the family. Right. right. It's that makes absurd. me so mad that he looks at these like um, scans and he's like, no. Call our parents. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. April's like idea, how that like yes. this- Family is going to have to come in every few months for a checkup. Like, she even offers to, like, do the report and make yeah. sure Kyle comes to the appointment. I think his name was Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he reconsiders his offer. And for a minute, you're like, oh, okay. He had a change of heart. Also, I was like, fuck you for not thinking of that on your own. Yeah. Um, but then the weirdest thing happens. That he asks April to dinner? I did not remember this. Oh, you didn't? I just wrote you. Also feel bad for April because like April hasn't had sex. I feel like she lacks self confidence. And then the only man so far in this goddamn show to like make a move on her is this guy. Yeah, like that would make me feel worse than if no one asked me out. Yeah, <laughs> I do appreciate that she asked like, if I say no, are you going to stop giving me surgeries? Yeah. And he yeah. was like, no, That'd that's be unethical. Se- <laughs> well, he was like, that's sexual harassment. harassment. So like. 
just think about it. Like, and he was like, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you because you changed my mind. And people right. like don't change his mind very often. So like, I get, I get it, but also Stark is the worst. And April agrees to get dinner with it. I know. It's crazy. She's me. I'd be like, oh, no worries if not. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also feel like though, it's frustrating because if like any other doctor, like Alex had brought that suggestion, he wouldn't have done it. It like is still sexual harassment to me that yes. she changed his mind. Yes. It wasn't the idea. It was her. her. You know, yeah. and that and he's just gross. I, yeah, I don't like him go? at all. I don't not. I think he leaves pretty soon, oh, honestly. Um, so yeah, that's disgusting, and I hate him. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Meredith's eyes? I want to end with Owen and Christina. Okay, so we still have to talk about Callie and Mark oh, yeah. and Arizona. So Callie wants to do. I think it's called amniocentesis. Yes. Yep. I typed that and it didn't autocorrect me, so I think I typed it. Fuck right. yeah, you did. <laughs> it was very exciting. Yeah. Um. She wants to do one. They all have conflicting opinions. Yeah. Arizona wants it too, but Mark doesn't. Right. I do appreciate that when they decide to do it, Mark was like, okay, fine. Like, I just wanted to be heard and I wanted you to think about it. Yeah. I think everyone's allowed to have an opinion. I'm glad they like, he respects hers. I also, it was like, I'm torn between like, I do appreciate Mark's seriousness with that he wants to be involved and that he's a dad and not some whatever. But sometimes I think his, like, reactions are too angry. Like, mm-hmm. he comes off, like, very controlling. Yes. Um, I think he has a lot of fear of, like, him not being, like, this being, being pulled ki- out from Yeah. Because he lost Lexi. Like, Well, and also with Sloane. Right. Like, this is all he has anymore. Um, but I did love, after he's angry, <laughs> Callie just goes, Dad is mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's, like, I don't know. She's, like, not, if anyone is not intimidated or afraid of Mark, it's Callie. Like, yes. she's gets him on, like, a a deep level, I feel like. Yeah. Um, Kelly is drinking milk out of a wine glass. I didn't see that. Okay, she I saw pours, your note, but I, she pours Arizona a glass of wine and then has a glass of wine, like, a wine glass of, of milk. milk for herself. I was disgusted by it. I think it was out of control and shouldn't have been. Do you think Sylvia, shout out to our patron Sylvia, saw this episode and that's why she wrote Maybe. I don't know, but it was... Fucking weird. Um, but that's when Arizona kind of talks to Callie about, like, this was not my dream. Yeah. Like, my dream was to, to be— To have your kid. Like, yeah. To be a parent with you, but not of Mark. Yeah, like, Christmas morning, Mark is going to be—turns out Mark dies. But, like, Christmas <laughs> morning, Mark's going to be there. Right. Like, we're living our lives with Mark. That would be so hard. Yeah, she didn't choose that. She's like, I don't dislike Mark, but I didn't choose to be in His a relate. Yeah, in a relationship with Mark. I feel like it's it's easier for Kelly because like there's been times in her life where she like loved Mark or you know what I mean. Like they've yeah, she's getting like the best of both worlds. Yeah, I did think it was a little unfair that Arizona was like, this is like a buy dream come true for you. Like you, yeah. that was a little like um, a shot below the belt. Yeah, I think. I think Arizona, it's fair for her to be like, this is not what I wanted, but I'm like choosing to be here and you have to let me get to a place where I'm okay. Like, because I think Arizona is still processing all of this. And I think Callie just wants her to be okay with everything. And I don't think that's fair for Callie to ask that of her. No, can you imagine having your partner you're having a child with, you're having the child of someone that they had sex with? Like, I would be so insecure. Oh, yeah. Like, because... 
they weren't like romantically involved, but sexually they were. And yes. that's half the fucking cup. Yeah. <laughs> like, half the sexual cup. and romantic. Like it's that is both. half the cup of milk in a wine glass. <laughs> yeah. Also, you best believe if I'm ever pregnant, I'm pouring LaCroix into a wine glass. Yeah, that's fine. That's totally allowed. <laughs> Not a fucking glass of milk. Jeez. Yeah. Maybe, I feel like they had to do that to show that she wasn't drinking. Right, probably. But like milk? And milk shows. <laughs> if you all could see Bree's face right now. Oh, I'm so disgusted by it. What if I said milk? Milk. <laughs> milk. Um, Arizona's hair looked really dark in this episode. It's dark there, this I said it. fucking season. <laughs> I, I she went to it. Africa and her hair got darker. It doesn't make any sense. Nope. Um, so that's really all I have to say about those three. It will be interesting to see how, I mean, because... The musical episode is coming up very soon. Yeah, she's getting pregnant, real pregnant, real fast. She's getting pregnant? Like, she's <laughs> looking pregnant. Yeah, so pregnant. you, we know that she has to have an emergency C-section in that episode, so the baby. Do we already know this? In the music, no, in the musical oh, episode. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm saying that's coming up very soon. You're like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> have you not seen the musical episode? I haven't seen it since we watched it when we decided to make this podcast. I don't think I have either. Okay, we watched it together, though. <coughs> I know. Wow. Um, so, we- what? Meredith? Yeah, just because it's funny. My favorite was <laughs> Alex is like doing an eye test. He goes, yeah, you're blind. And she goes, I can, or can you even see me? And she goes, yeah, you look like a real moron. <laughs> like, they remind me of like the movie Grumpy Old Men. Like, yeah, also like brother and sister. Yeah, they're perfect. Um, And he's also he's like, I'm not an optometrist. Like I don't, pre- he's pretty much like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> he's just looking in her eyes. Yeah, Um, but she can't see. And it's the fertility drugs, which is really sad because she was almost done. With her cycle, yeah. She needed like two more. And her egg was going to drop. And yeah. Everything. And they were like, you have to stop this. I love that what Lucy said. You know those big scary like side effects on the side of the, you're having <laughs> one of those. <laughs> yeah. Like, so stop doing this. I also this. loved that. I loved the conversation. Like, we always see the women's side, like Christina and Mare, but this was like all the guys hitting the golf balls. Mm-hmm. And, and just Derek being like, she didn't even tell me. Like, they just yeah. like... They weren't actually, well, I feel like Owen was mad, but like Derek's not actually upset with her. He's just like, what the? Yeah. I also love to, I don't remember why she said this, but Meredith said, don't talk to me about vision. (laughs) Yeah. What was that? Someone was talking about their future. Yeah. And she said, don't talk to me about vision. (laughs) Um, That was very funny. Oh, also there was a great part with Christina and her where, oh, because, oh God. (laughs) Uh, Chief benches her because she can't like, like, she can't see. And he says, don't go in OR. And she's like, well, I can at least observe. And he's like, no. Yeah. And then they look at each other and she's like, did Chief just bench me? And then my favorite is that Christina goes, you can be a bartender. I had a very great time. <laughs> and Mary's like, you didn't bartend. Yeah. You just stole drinks. You just got drunk, pretty much. Yeah, it was a great. So she's not allowed in an OR as of next episode. Right. Um, And then that just uh, leaves us with... The worst thing. Okay, this is where the baby thing starts, which is crazy to me that it starts this early. Um, And so nonchalant. Yeah, and so Christina pretty much tells Owen, she said, like, Callie's dealing with shit. Meredith's dealing with fertility treatment. She says, I'm so happy. We're never going to have to deal with that. And Owen kind of scoffs at her and is like, okay. Yeah. Like, and she kind of looks at him weird, like cut to a different scene, come back to it. And Owen wants to revisit the kid thing down the line. And he says that she will come around, which is like so offensive. Right. Well, he talks like you're in your 20s, like, or you, like, this is when you're <coughs> here, like, this makes sense. And like, whatever. 
your career won't always be so important to you is kind of what he says. Yeah. And. Because I felt the way you're feeling. Right. And so then, which I do believe like your 20s sometimes can feel career based for certain people and like whatever. But then when Christina's like, oh, so you want me to grow up and get over my childish version of life? And it's really like, I feel like this is such a divisive topic. Yeah. And it can be in a lot of like Facebook groups and things. So I don't want to make it that way. I do feel like in any topic when you're married to someone, you should <coughs> make room to hear the other person's opinion. You know, okay. I mean? yeah. like, like I think like to think that you make all the decisions about anything and that your partner has to just agree with everything you say is like good luck. Like I, I don't think that's fair. Sure. Um. So I do respect that like the part when Owen is like, I just want you to make room for my vision and even possibly like think about it. I feel like their situation is so fucked up because they shouldn't have gotten married is like the the thing. And she even says that if this were like a marriage where they discussed it, I just don't think this would normally happen. Right. You talk about this before you get married. Right. And that's where like the, they just, they didn't talk about it. Right. I totally agree with you. The one thing is I just like, I did not appreciate Owen's tone with Christina about his vision of life. Like, the way he went about, I totally agree with you that like you have to be open to what your partner thinks is right. best or not best, but what your partner thinks too and what your partner wants out of the life for the two of you. But like what the way he was phrasing it and his tone was not opening a conversation either. Like I don't think Christina was doing it, but and maybe in defense he wasn't doing it then right. either, but like I just want you to like look at a vision of my life and what right. I want. And I was like, that really put me off. And I I feel like as a woman, if I didn't want children, I would be like, fuck you and your vision of life. I don't want kids. Like, where are you getting off talking to me that way? Well, that's why I think it's a tricky topic because when you're having kids, the woman has to be the one that houses the child in their body. So right. I feel like it's, if it was like any other topic, like, like uh, getting a dog, let's say. Like, right. it, it has totally- Buying a home. Yeah, it has totally different parameters. Right. Um, But I I think the bottom line is they should have talked about this before they got married. I think and, you're right. And I think I love, and that's why it's like, I can't, I can fault Owen's tone and I can fault Christina's not openness, but like the bottom line is they shouldn't have gotten married. It's not- They shouldn't be together. They have completely different ideas for what they want their lives exactly. to be. Exactly. And so like, it's not an issue of like, who's right? And like, oh, you know, they should have, they this person should have compromised. No, you're totally it's right. It's just a matter that they shouldn't have gotten married. So I actually love that Christina says, so like matter of factly, then you married the wrong person. I truly think Christina would be okay in this moment being like, okay, let's not be married anymore. Well, no, like, I think you're absolutely right. Like- and yeah, I think you're right because in one way or the other is not right. right. Owen wants children. That doesn't make him a bad person. Christina doesn't want children. That doesn't make her a bad person. It just makes them in- incompatible Yeah, in yeah. a relationship. For a marriage. For a marriage. For be- yeah. yeah, because you shouldn't have to push someone. Like Owen, and he finally has children now in the newer seasons. Like that is something he's always wanted, he shouldn't have to give that up to right. stay with Christina. It's the same as Callie in Arizona. Like, they're yes. an example of someone who they changed their opinion. Yes. And, like, are okay with it and not holding resentment. Right. 
these two are never going to do that. So they just shouldn't fucking be together. Yeah. Because period. I, I think you're like, that's such a good way to put it. Neither one is right or wrong. Right. They just don't belong together. Right. And I think and the, that's the most, the least problematic way to talk about it. Well, and I think what's really painful is it gets dragged out for so long. Right. And what ends up happening is Owen is like, but you're going to come around. And Christina's like, I'm not going to fucking come around. Right. And that's where I get mad at Owen. Right. Because I know he loves her. And he wants to have children with her. Like, it's it's out of a place of love, I think, you know, right. and maybe a little bit of selfishness, but... Well, it's unfair to him that he he wants both. He wants Christina and kids, yeah. and you can't. There's no you, she doesn't want where that happens. Yeah, and so, yeah. I, th- I do think it's like, because, yeah, you could take the line. So Owen says, you have an obligation to at least pretend to care what I want. And I think if it was about any other topic and they were married, that's true. Yes. Like, I think as a spouse, like, I, I feel an obligation to hear Jake's opinion on things and, like, hear it out. Whether or not I agree with it, like, that's my own, like, volition. But, yeah. like, but when you're in a partnership, I do think you need to hear the other person's opinion. Like, that's just a matter of... So, like, it's like everything they're saying is right, but it's about a topic that they just shouldn't be together on. Yes. How long does this get dragged out? I like asking you, like, my future teller. Until she leaves. Oh, you're right. She leaves in season 10. Are they divorced? They get divorced. Yeah, but then I think they still like sleep together and stuff. And this is so season seven? Seven. That's what I'm saying. This starts really early oh. on. <laughs> it's a real, like. She doesn't get pregnant again, right? Or no, she Yeah, does. she does. And she has an abortion. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Woof, this is about to be rough. Yeah. Well, as long as we now both agree that they shouldn't have gotten married, it's going to make every conversation very easy. That much easier. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really have any stray notes. No, I went. we went through all of them. Yeah. I feel really good about that. I'm also going to change the rating that I wrote. Okay. Can I do Golden Hours notes and trivia? Okay. This episode title originated from the song Golden Hour, originally sung by Mid Lake. Who's Mid Lake? I don't know. Mid Lucky. Escape. Escape. <laughs> this episode scored 10.24 million viewers. This episode takes place in February. As Meredith mentions, it's strange that Adele took Christmas decorations down in February. Specifically, February 17th, as seen on a smartphone. Teddy wears a standard light blue resident scrub cap as she operates on Oliver instead of wearing her own personalized scrub cap. This is, of course, due to the fact that it was an emergent surgery, but it marks the first time Teddy operates mm. without... That scrub cap. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the notes for Not Responsible. This episode's title originated from the song Not Responsible, originally sung by Deep Purple. This episode scored 9.13 million viewers. So not many anymore. This episode starts with the relationship between Lexi and Jackson. All right. I agreed with who you wrote for the Her Bravery, Catherine, Catherine Fox. Fox. So I said Meredith for running the damn ER all by herself. She caught the stroke and the aortic dissection, even though he died, and being vulnerable with Christina about the godmother thing. And like getting shots in her ass. Yeah. She just like, and she didn't end up trying to do the burrow hole things. She, yeah. I mean, she didn't say it probably. She shouldn't have gone the ER in the first place, but she did at least own up to the fact that I can't fucking see Yep, and I gave a, a small, like, um, little notable mention to Chief for realizing his wife needs help. Yes. He wasn't in a lot, but then that's hard. And he was a dick to mare. But just, like, a little shout out. Yeah. We both rated it the same. 
I gave it eight scalpels. That's Same. pretty high. I feel like the first one I could have given like a 9.5. Same. And the second one, so it brought my rating up. Yeah, so I would say like an average of eight. I also feel like my ratings are going to go up now that the current season is playing again. And I'm forever comparing it to how oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, I totally agree. Do you think though, if we like dissected a new episode, we'd think it was better because we'd find things that make sense or? I don't know if there's anything even to dissect in those episodes. Yeah. Maybe there is. Who knows? Maybe if we ever get there. Someday. We'll have more of an opinion than it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Do you want to call time of death? I would love to call time of death. <laughs> I'm Teddy, your mayor. Call it. I don't want to. Call it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Time of death, 2120. Beep.